No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that God tells Jeremiah to call to him, and he will show him great and mighty things. He has made a permanent covenant with both David and Jacob. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 33 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever wondered why things were happening the way they were? These were questions that were on Jeremiah's mind, and God was prepared to give him some answers. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 33. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. As Jeremiah was in prison, God had instructed him to purchase his uncle's field. This was an action message to the people there in Jerusalem that God would restore them to their land in the future. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. The Lord refers to the fact that he made the earth and established it. He knows all things and there's nothing he cannot do. Verse 3 is often quoted and bears repeating. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. We should consider the context in which God spoke this to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was wrestling with questions. Why should he purchase land already conquered by the Babylonians? How could God be bringing the sword famine and pestilence against Jerusalem and still speak of her restoration. There were many things Jeremiah didn't understand and he wanted to know why. Have you ever done that? Have you ever not understood why circumstances in your life were not happening the way you thought they should? Of course you have. We all have had such questions and even doubts. But what do we do with these? God wants us to come to him and be honest. He can handle our questions. And so he said to Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you. God doesn't want us to go to the shrink down the street. He doesn't want us to rely on worldly wisdom or walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Jeremiah had uncertainty about the things to come. So God told him to pray and he would show Jeremiah great and mighty things that he did not know. It's interesting because the Hebrew word that is translated mighty means fortified, walled, or impregnable. It referred often to a fortified city. Have you ever noticed how inept man is at predicting the future? He has trouble reading the signs of the times and interpreting what they mean. Man's predictions of the future are a joke. But God reveals the things to come. He alone can reveal great mysteries. He can show us great and unsearchable things that we cannot decipher on our own. So when you don't understand something, don't get stuck in the rut of unbelief. Call to the Lord. He's able to answer you and show you things that only he can reveal. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the houses of the kings of Judah, which have been pulled down to fortify against the siege mounds and the sword. 
They come to fight with the Chaldeans, but only to fill their places with the dead bodies of men whom I will slay in my anger and my fury, all for whose wickedness I have hidden my face from this city. So they pulled down houses inside the city to bolster the walls against the Babylonian invasion. But the houses that they were breaking down would soon be filled with their own dead bodies. This was all happening because they had provoked the Lord to anger with all their wickedness. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return and will rebuild those places as at the first. In one verse, God jumps from judgment to restoration. There had to be a pulling down before there could be a building up. This is what God told Jeremiah when he first called him. He said in Jeremiah 1.10, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. It would be through the pulling down that the people would finally be cured of their idolatry. Is God pulling down stuff in your life? Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe your health is failing. The rule of the kingdom is that there must be death before there can be new life. If you are going through a season of pulling down, don't lose hope. Trust in the Lord who rebuilds and who restores what the locust has eaten and seek his wisdom and grace for rebuilding in his time. God rebuilds those places as at first, only better. The first blessing God would bring to Israel would be to bring them back into the land. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned and by which they have transgressed against me. The second blessing would be that God would cleanse all their sins. While they never returned to idolatry after Babylonian captivity, this complete cleansing of sin has yet to be fulfilled. Now, they could have received pardon for their sins if they had received Jesus Christ, but by and large, the Jews rejected Christ. Therefore, this cleansing of sins looks forward to Christ's second coming. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth. Who shall hear all the good that I do to them? They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. The third blessing would be that Jerusalem would be a name of joy, praise, and honor before all nations. Now this will occur during the millennial reign of Christ. The people of the world will be in awe when they consider all the good things God has done for his chosen people Israel. Thus says the Lord again, there shall be heard in this place of which you say, it is desolate without man and without beast in the cities of Judah, in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without beast, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good for his mercy endures forever. And of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as at the first, says the Lord. 
So where there was currently desolation, wherever they looked, God would bring celebration, the gladness of the bride and the bridegroom. And there would also be the sacrifice of praises. They would be praising the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Now that is a sacrifice we can all bring. We can bring to the Lord our praises, our worship, our thanksgiving. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in this place which is desolate, without man and without beast and in all cities, there shall again be a dwelling place of shepherds causing their flocks to lie down in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, in the cities of the south, in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, the flocks shall again pass under the hands of him who counts them, says the Lord. So God would restore the shepherds and the flocks to the area where now it was desolate because of the Babylonian invasion. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord that I will perform that good thing which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. Now, all of these visions of future restoration were because of God's promises to the patriarchs. In those days and at that time, I will cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In those days, Judah will be saved. And Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called the Lord our righteousness. So this branch that will grow up to David, this branch of righteousness is, of course, Jesus Christ. And he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Until that time, we look for a government to take care of our problems, but there will be no ultimate solution to the world's problems until Jesus establishes his righteousness in the earth. Then Jerusalem will be called the Lord our righteousness. Again, this has never occurred historically, but it will occur in the future. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of of Israel, nor shall the priests, the Levites, lack a man to offer burnt offerings before me to kindle grain offerings and to sacrifice continually. So there would be this continuing dynasty of David. The Lord had promised David that he would build David a house, a continuing dynasty. Now that doesn't mean that there would always be a king on the throne because there obviously has been a gap from King Zedekiah. Uh, all the way until Jesus Christ when he returns, a big gap. But that David's dynasty will be continuing forever through Christ. And there would be a continuing priesthood through the Levites, those that God had chosen to offer the burnt offerings and to sacrifice continually. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be day and night in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with David, my servant, so that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne. And with the Levites, the priests, my ministers, as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, nor the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister to me. So, so we consider how permanent is God's covenant with the earth and the sun, the fact that the sun rises every day and sets and we have day and night. And God said, if that covenant can be broken, then I will break my covenant with David 
and with the Levites. In other words, because the sun keeps coming up, that covenant is still intact. And in addition to this, God promised that they would have innumerable descendants, which was the fulfillment of his promise to Abraham. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Have you not considered what these people have spoken, saying the two families which the Lord has chosen? He has also cut them off. Thus they have despised my people as if they should no more be a nation before them. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, then I will cast away the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, so that I will not take any of his descendants to be rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will cause their captives to return and will have mercy on them. So there were those who were misspeaking. They were saying that God had cut off his chosen people. And there are those today that still say that, that God is done with Israel. He's cut them off and he's never going to pick them up again. That's not true. God said, listen, if my covenant is not with day and night, then I will cast away the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant. So God's covenant with Israel is permanent. It was not based upon their performance, but upon his character and his faithfulness to the promises. Let this truth sink deep within. We also have assurance because God is faithful even when we are faithless. Therefore, let us trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, even when we don't understand. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. On Monday, we will return to the book of Second Chronicles, where King Asa brings spiritual reforms to Judah and renews the people's covenant with God. It's a timely message for where we are today. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible. <laughs>